0: What is up everybody it's JT Sports and match you guys with episode 7 of the JT Sports podcast. Now this episode is going to be a fairly short podcast wasn't really that much going on to really talk about. But I wanted to get something out. And I'm about to make another podcast right after this one. So stay tuned for that one. But at this episode of the JT Sports Podcast, we're going to be talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers released in the former Ohio State quarterback JT Barrett. We're going to be talking about Alex Smith returning from his leg injury, being cleared to practice. And will he be able to start over Dwayne Haskins? We're going to be talking about Jared Stidham versus Cam Newton. And the New England Patriots' secret weapon. For this upcoming NFL season. So make sure that you guys. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. To go ahead and leave a 5 star review. If you do enjoy the podcast. Also make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening on Spotify. Apple Podcasts. Wherever you're listening to this podcast. And make sure to follow me on all my social media platforms. Which is down in the show notes. My Instagram and my Twitter is jt sports underscore. And also make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. At JTSports underscore on youtube now i'm going to start this podcast off with some breaking news so the breaking news is that the pittsburgh Steelers have just released former ohio state quarterback jt barrett now if you guys don't recall i made a video a couple of months ago talking about could jt barrett potentially be the future at the quarterback position for the pittsburgh Steelers. now This was really just a video that randomly came to my head because I remember watching JT Barrett play at Ohio State. He's actually one of the best quarterbacks to ever play at Ohio State. And I was asking, could he potentially be the guy who could be the successor once Ben Rosberger steps down, given how bad the quarterback play was for Pittsburgh last year between Mason Rudolph and Devlin Duck Hodges? Then, I came to the conclusion that I would like to see what JT Barrett could do in the preseason, but ultimately, I didn't really think he was going to end up making the roster. Well, with the ongoing pandemic that's going on, and us not having the NFL preseason, teams were forced to trim their rosters down to 80 players, and unfortunately, while the Steelers were trimming their roster down to that 80-player limit, they had to release JT Barrett. And I'm a little bit disappointed that the Steelers released JT Barrett this early. I mean, I would have liked to see what JT Barrett would have done for the Pittsburgh Steelers during training camp. And when you look at the Steelers and what went behind this decision they probably had to choose between paxton lynch and jt baird and jt baird was the guy that they opted to release and i really can't blame them because when you look at paxton lynch paxton lynch last year for the seattle seahawks was in the quarterback battle for that backup spot behind Russell Wilson, and he was competing with Geno Smith. And both those guys had a really good preseason for Seattle. It was a really tightly contested battle, but ultimately, Geno Smith was able to win out. But, I mean, Paxton Lynch was really solid for Seattle. And when you look at Paxton Lynch, he has all the physical tools to be successful in the Steelers' offense. He has great size. He also has a really strong arm as well. So, he is the guy who could potentially... Push Devlin Doug Hodges for that third quarterback spot, and then maybe if he ends up beating out Devlin Hodges for that third QB spot, he could end up competing for that backup quarterback spot behind Ben Roxburger with Mason Rudolph, depending on how things go. But I mean, really unfortunate for JT Barrett. I mean, when you look at what JT Barrett did for Seattle, he didn't really have a lot of opportunities. He really got in like with two minutes left in the game, so he didn't really get a lot of opportunities to showcase what he was able to do. But I mean, when he was with the New Orleans Saints a couple of years back, he had some pretty sim- some significant numbers and some significant stats to go off with and some significant field tape, but he ultimately wasn't really all that impressive. So, I mean, I'm not really shocked that JT Barrett wasn't able to crack the Steelers roster. I still am a little bit disappointed because I really wanted to see what he was going to be able to do in training camp, but ultimately with the ongoing pandemic that's going on and having no preseason, this is what a lot of people are talking about, how preseason Wasn't really all that important, but it is important to guys like JT Barrett that are trying to make the roster and basically all the four stringer at the quarterback position on the depth chart. So, I mean, a lot of people are talking about how preseason doesn't matter, but it does matter to guys like JT Barrett that we're not really going to get all that many opportunities. And given you got to be able to make the most out of the opportunities that you're presented, but at the end of the day, like. The preseason would have been really important for a guy like JT Barrett that's trying to get some stuff on film, that's trying to make some things happen, and is trying to clinch one of the last roster spots on the roster. But ultimately, without the preseason, JT Barrett really wasn't able to showcase what he was able to do, so he ultimately ended up getting released. And JT Barrett was on the Steelers roster dating back all the way back to 2019 and December. The Pittsburgh Steelers had picked him up. He was brought in to be the scout team quarterback and give the Steelers defense a look because the Steelers were going to end up facing RG3 and he needed a quarterback who could replicate what RG3 was able to do and give them a look. So he was signed all the way back in December. They ended up signing a futures roster deal with the Steelers. So ultimately, JT Barrett wasn't able to crack the Steelers roster. Really disappointed, but... I mean, I wish JT Barrett, if you're watching this, I wish you the best of luck. I hope that you get another opportunity to sign for another NFL team and showcase your abilities. Because I really think that JT Barrett does have the potential to be a solid backup, at least at the NFL level. So, really interesting to see what happens with JT Barrett's career going on out. Recently, it came out that Alex Smith was cleared to practice and play football for the Washington football team. And a lot of people have been asking the question, will Alex Smith start over Dwayne Haskins? And a lot of people have been asking me to make a video on this or make a topic about this on my podcast. Now, I held off a little bit because I wanted to talk to my Washington football insider who knows the Washington football team really well, and he's really reliable with giving out good analysis on the state of the Washington football team. So I wanted to get his thoughts first before I made this topic on my podcast. And he basically told me that it is still Dwayne Haskins' job to lose. Because a lot of people are just looking at this as Alex Smith is coming back, he's automatically going to start over Dwayne Haskins because a lot of people are going off Dwayne Haskins' rookie year, and he wasn't all that great, and a lot of people are going off what Alex Smith has done during his NFL career, but a lot of people have to realize Alex Smith is 36 years old, and he's coming off not only a career-ending injury, what we thought was a career-ending injury, but was a potential life-threatening injury. So you look at that, And plus, you look at the fact that this guy hasn't played football in nearly two years. Now, a lot of people are under the speculation that Alex Smith is still the same quarterback that he was before the injury. But he may not be. We haven't seen this guy play in nearly two years. Now, Ronald Vera has said that this is an open quarterback competition. This quarterback battle is basically... Oh, for grabs, anybody could start. Kyle Allen could start. Haskins could start. Alex Smith could start. Now, I still believe that, like my Washington football insider said, that this is still Dwayne Haskins' job to lose. Alex Smith is 36 years old. He probably doesn't really have that many years left of playing. And you drafted Dwayne Haskins with your first-round selection a year ago. Now, given if you use a first-round selection on a guy... Basically, on the quarterback that high, and you start him for the remainder of the season last year, you probably, if you're being smart, will most likely start that guy this season, regardless of Alex Smith coming back. Because Alex Smith is just too many question marks around Alex Smith. Like, a lot of people keep saying these questions about, is Dwayne Haskins a bust? Can Dwayne Haskins play? Well, you can make the same debate for Alex Smith. Can Alex Smith play? Is Alex Smith still good enough that he can be a serviceable starter for the Washington football team? So, I mean, the same questions that you are making about Dwayne Haskins, you can make those same questions and those same arguments about Alex Smith. We haven't seen Alex Smith touch a football in two years, and that's a problem that a lot of people have. Like, a lot of people just see a guy who has had success in the NFL just get cleared to play coming off an injury, and they just automatically want to pencil him in as a starter. But a lot of people don't go into the mindset of saying, I haven't seen this guy play in two years. This guy's coming off of nearly a life-threatening leg injury. Can this guy even play football at a high level? Is he going to be the same quarterback that he was before the injury? But those are the questions that a lot of people don't think about. They just say, they just go off name recognition. They say, oh, Alex Smith, a guy who has won a lot of games, has been a really good starter, has been a pro bowler. A lot of people just look at what the quarterback has done in the past, but don't think about the present. They don't think about the right now. Maybe Alex Smith is just coming back to be a good mentor to Dwayne Haskins and collect that check. Because, in my opinion, I don't care if the Washington football team is trying to win now. You drafted Dwayne Haskins to be your franchise quarterback. And basically, he was your starter to close out the season. And the only way Dwayne Haskins is going to get better is if he continues to play. He's not going to get better watching Alex Smith on the bench. He's not going to get better taking notes. He had that chance. Like, Alex, like Alex Smith is a good starter, but we don't know if he's still going to be a good starter. Dwayne Haskins started his career off watching and taking notes from Case Keenum. And we saw how that went. So, I mean, the narrative that a lot of people think that a quarterback is necessarily going to get better just watching a veteran quarterback play isn't entirely true all the time. Sometimes the only way a quarterback can get better is by playing in the game. And if you're the Washington football team, the only way Dwayne Haskins is going to get better is if you start Dwayne Haskins. And if you ask me, I still believe that Dwayne Haskins gives the Washington football team the best chance to win because we've seen him play. We know he's going to get better, and we know he has a lot of potential. He has a lot of upside versus putting in Alex Smith, a guy who hasn't started in nearly two years, and we don't even know if Alex Smith is still going to be the same player that he was prior to that leg injury. So if you ask me, I'd rather go with the younger guy in Dwayne Haskins, the guy who I wasted a first-round selection on, who I penciled in to be the future at the quarterback position for the Washington football organization. So I'm going with Dwayne Haskins to win this job. Now, I'm not counting out Alex Smith. Alex Smith could come in and dominate in training camp, could win out, and be the week one starter for the Washington football team. I'm not ruling that situation out. All I'm saying is that we don't know. We know that Dwayne Haskins has a lot of potential. We know he has a lot of upside. But we don't know about Alex Smith. We don't know how good Alex Smith is going to be coming off that injury. We don't know how much Alex Smith has left in the tank. We don't even know if Alex Smith is still going to be the same player that he was prior to his injury. So, I mean, it's a lot of question marks concerning the quarterback situation for the Washington football team. But I still believe that this is Dwayne Haskins' job to lose. Alex Smith is 36 years old. He's coming off a deadly leg injury. And we don't really know how good he's going to be. Now, you can make the same argument about Dwayne Haskins. You can say that Dwayne Haskins wasn't all that great. But, I mean, look how bad that Washington football team was last season. The offensive line was terrible. The coaching situation was terrible. Now you are bringing a guy in Ron Rivera. And Ron Rivera really does like Dwayne Haskins. So, I mean, I'm still taking Dwayne Haskins to be the week one starter for the Washington football team. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm sleeping on Alex Smith. I know a lot of people are going to get upset about that, but I'm not sleeping on Alex Smith. I still think Alex Smith could shock a lot of people and still win his job, but as of right now, if the season wants to start today, I'm pretty sure Washington would go with Dwayne Haskins. You used the first-round selection on him. A guy doesn't get better by simply watching another guy play. The only way Dwayne Haskins is going to get better is by playing in-game. Nothing beats in-game experience. And Alex Smith is 36 years old. In the NFL, even though the Washington football team may be in a win-out situation, I still think that Dwayne Haskins still gives that football team the best shot at winning right away. Because we don't really know of Alex Smith. It's too many unknowns. And a lot of you guys don't think about it. Which one would you prefer? A guy that you know can play right now? or a guy that you don't really know can play right now you don't even know how good this guy really is you're just going based on what he did in the past but this is a guy who hasn't touched the football in two years versus a guy who has touched the football who did have a little bit of his ups and downs but did start the seat or finish the season off for the washington football team off strong he had a pretty good game against the giants although the giants defense wasn't nothing special but Dwayne haskins did show some promise it's all about the coaching staff and putting in the necessary tools around Dwayne Haskins to be successful. So, I mean, we had the unknown in Dwayne Haskins to start off the 2019 season. Now you're going to start another quarterback who you don't really know is going to be all that good in Alex Smith. You're just going off the assumption as a fan that Alex Smith is going to be good and that he is better than Dwayne Haskins based on what he's did in the past. But a lot of people have this tendency when it comes to football of living living in the past, and instead of living in the past, you got to think about the now. Ask yourself: Alex Smith coming off a life-threatening leg injury, is he better than Dwayne Haskins right now? Does he give Dwayne does he give Dwayne Haskins of you know a situation that Dwayne Haskins is just you know not better than Alex Smith coming off that leg injury, and that Dwayne Haskins has to, to sit behind him and learn. Or is Dwayne Haskins a better quarterback than Alex Smith right now? So those are the questions that you have to ask yourself before you just go ahead and automatically pencil in Alex Smith as a starter. Maybe Alex Smith has just came back to groom Dwayne Haskins and collect his last check of his contract. Maybe he is coming to compete. But you got to ask yourself, if you're making the decision, are you going to start a guy who hasn't played football in two years or you want to start a guy who is penciled in ask the potential future of your franchise? So I'm still going with Dwayne Haskins. I still think Dwayne Haskins' gift is watching the football team the best chance to win. And I mean, Alex Smith, I love Alex Smith and all, but we haven't seen Alex Smith played in nearly two years. Now, while we're on the topic of quarterback battles, let me go into another quarterback battle. Let's go to Foxborough, down there in New England. We have Jared Stidham versus Cam Newton. Now, a report came out a couple of days ago that Bill Belichick isn't just going to hand the keys over to Cam Newton. Cam Newton is going to have to earn his status of QB1 in New England. Now, a lot of people have this speculation that Cam Newton was brought in on a one-year deal, and you don't sign Cam Newton to a one-year deal If you're not going to guarantee him, you know, the starting quarterback spot. And I think a lot of people have that as a misconception. Cam Newton was brought in on a one-year deal that's really cheap. So maybe you bring in Cam Newton to see what he can do. And since you bring him in on a contract that has that small of an amount, if he doesn't you know, perform in training camp like you expect him to, and he gets beat up by jared Stidham. That makes it more easier on the Patriots cap situation to go ahead and cut him. You guys ever thought about that? Now I'm not saying that is going to happen. I'm just saying a lot of people are bringing this in as a low risk move for the New England Patriots, and that you know this is a proven deal for Cam Newton. But a lot of people aren't looking at it from the opposite spectrum. You see. When it comes to me doing this job on YouTube for you guys, I have to give you guys every spectrum of the situation. A lot of people in the media are just looking at this Cam Newton situation from one angle. A lot of people are looking at it from the other spectrum. Maybe Cam Newton doesn't perform as well as we expect him to in training camp, and maybe he gets beat out by Jared Stidham. And maybe he doesn't want to be the backup quarterback. So, New England, with that small amount of salary that they're giving Cam Newton, they can just go ahead and cut him. It's a cap-friendly deal. And they won't really have to suffer from a big, major cap penalty. Now, that's just one spectrum of the argument. Now, let's look at the Cam Newton versus Jared Stidham debate. Will Cam Newton start over Jared Stidham? Now, I think that he will. I think as of right now, Cam Newton is a better quarterback than Jared Stidham. Now, I'm not counting out Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham is penciled in as the potential successor or the quarterback of the future for the New England Patriots. And the New England Patriots, most of the time they draft the quarterback, they give that quarterback a chance to start. And the last quarterbacks that the New England Patriots have drafted have all been pretty successful. Jared Stidham had a really nice preseason last season. He had a good enough preseason that a lot of people don't remember this, but he actually beat out... Brown Hoyer for that backup spot. Then you also gotta look at this. The last few quarterbacks the New England Patriots had drafted have all been starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo started for the 49ers to the to the Super Bowl this past season. Look at Jacoby Brissett. He was at one point of time the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. So the patriots have pretty much been really successful on their hit rates when it comes to drafting quarterbacks in the NFL draft and based on what Jared Stidham did in the preseason last season he could potentially be the guy who could be the franchise quarterback for the Patriots moving forward he does have talent the Patriots like him a lot and I still believe that the Patriots do like him a lot a lot of people think that the Patriots don't trust Jared Stidham because they brought in Cam Newton that's not necessarily the case Maybe they brought in Cam Newton because they want to push Jarrett Stidham. Maybe they want to see what Jarrett Stidham is really made of because it's an old expression that goes, that competition brings the best out of everybody. Maybe Cam Newton was brought in to not only push Jarrett Stidham, but to cement Jarrett Stidham as the guy who can be the quarterback moving forward for the New England Patriots. Now, maybe Jarrett Stidham, argument three, isn't ready to play right now. Maybe they feel Cam Newton gives them a better chance to win as of right now than Jared Stidham. And when you look at Cam Newton, you look at the contract that he's brought in as. Cam Newton is basically in one side of the affair. Cam Newton, if he wants to get paid a pretty reasonable salary, he's going to have to not only beat out Jared Stidham, but play well enough to earn those incentives that are on his contract if he wants to make a pretty good salary this season for the Patriots. Now Cam Newton is a guy who hasn't quite been the same. He has struggled with injuries the last two seasons, and a lot of people keep saying that Cam Newton isn't the same Cam Newton that he was from twenty fifteen. And the Patriots, and I've said this all off season, when they signed Cam Newton, they don't need Cam Newton to be Super Cam. If you need your quarterback to be Superman, that just goes to show you that you don't have a great coaching staff. You see, Deshaun Watson in Houston, he has to be man because he doesn't have a great team around him, doesn't have a great defense, doesn't have a great offensive line, and doesn't have a great coaching staff. He's been carrying Bill O'Brien on his back ever since he got drafted by the Houston Texans a couple of years back. He has to be Man because he doesn't have a good coach staff around him. Meanwhile, Cam Newton has Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. Two of the best at what they do. Josh McDaniels is probably one of the best offensive coordinators in NFL history. And Bill Belichick is the greatest coach to ever coach a game of football. So you can make the argument to say that Cam Newton is not the same quarterback that he used to be. But you can make the argument to say that Cam Newton doesn't have to be 2015 MVP winning Cam Newton. It doesn't have to be that. He just has to be able to win a starting job and win games for the New England Patriots and be coachable. And I think that he's going to be able to do that. And I think that a lot of people are really underestimating Cam Newton. I know that Cam Newton is a guy who has struggled to stay healthy, a guy who hasn't really performed all that well for the Patriots, but you got to look at it this way. The Patriots have a better team than what the Carolina Panthers have had Cam Newton's last two years in Carolina. A better coaching staff and a better roster. Now I know the Patriots have had a lot of players opt out, they have more players that have chose to opt out than any other team in the NFL. But that still doesn't mean that you should count out the Patriots. They have a lot of young players that can come in and produce, and you have the Sith lord that is Bill Belichick. Every every time you think the Patriots are done, what do they do? They come back and they shock the whole entire NFL. And Bill Belichick proves why he's the best coach to ever coach a game of football. College, NFL, Canadian, whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, a lot of people are... Going by the media's narrative about Cam Newton. The media's narrative about Cam Newton is that he's old and he's washed up. And that he doesn't have what it takes. Because a lot of people believe that the Patriots need to win. They need Cam Newton to be Super Bowl or MVP Cam Newton. And they don't. That's just the reality of the situation. A lot of people keep relying on the media and using the media to affect their narrative. But you got to be able to have your own thoughts and your own opinion. You got to look at Cam Newton. You got to look at the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots don't need Cam Newton to be Superman. They don't. When you have a great coaching staff and a good organization and a good front offense and good chemistry in the locker room, you don't need your quarterback to be able to carry the team. If you need your quarterback to carry that team, that just goes to show you that you don't have a good coaching staff. Look at Aaron Rodgers when he was carrying Mike McCarthy and that Green Bay Packers team on his back what happened Mike McCarthy got fired look at Deshaun Watson right now in Houston that just goes to show you that they don't have a good coaching staff anytime you need your quarterback to carry the team on his back that just shows you that he doesn't have a good team around him now a lot of people just look at that and they look at all they look at how great it is that a quarterback is carrying the team on his back but the quarterback that has to carry the team and has to do the most for their franchise is a quarterback that most of the time doesn't win the Super Bowl Deshaun Watson hasn't even sniffed the Super Bowl ever since he's been a starting quarterback. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers didn't make it to an NFC Conference Championship game and had a good chance of winning until Matt LaFleur got there. When Matt LaFleur got there, the odds were even because he had a good coaching staff and he had a legitimate team around him. So, a lot of you guys think that it's cute that a quarterback has to carry a team on his back. But, I mean... A lot of quarterbacks that have to carry their teams on their back that doesn't have a lot of talent, doesn't have a good coaching staff, and has to do everything for their team, doesn't win in the playoffs. Eventually, you're going to get exposed when you don't have a good team. So, I mean, Cam Newton doesn't have to be the same Cam Newton from 2015. Cam Newton just has to be able to go in there, beat out Jarrett for the starting job, know the playbook, be able to be coachable, and win games for the New England Patriots. And I think that Cam Newton is going to be able to do that. So I do think that Cam Newton will be the starting quarterback for the Patriots come week 1 this NFL season. But I mean, let's stop this whole entire Cam Newton's not the same. Well, duh, he's not the same. He's coming off of two he's coming off of two injury riddle seasons and he's basically 30 years old. His body's breaking down. Of course he's not what he used to be. I mean, as the more you play and the older you get, and the injuries that you come off you know, of course you're not going to be the same. But I mean, just because you're not the same doesn't mean you can't play at all. People got to stop thinking that a quarterback has to be Superman to win. You just need to have a good system and a good coaching staff in play to win as a quarterback. And that's what Cam Newton has working for him down there in Foxborough in New England. Now, for my last topic of the podcast, I'm going to stay on the New England Patriots. I want to talk about a guy who could be the New England Patriots' secret weapon going into this season who a lot of people aren't really talking about. Now, the New England Patriots have had a lot of players opt out, a lot of veteran and a lot of experienced players who chose not to play due to the ongoing pandemic. So that means that a lot of young guys are going to have to step up. And one of those young guys who I think could step up and have a big impact on the Patriots' season it's undrafted rookie wide receiver, Jeff Thomas. I believe that Jeff Thomas could be the Patriots' secret weapon this year. Now, for a lot of you guys who don't know who Jeff Thomas is, Jeff Thomas was an undrafted free agent out of the University of Miami. Now, in his three seasons at Miami, he had 1,316 receiving yards, 83 receptions, 8 touchdowns, and averaged 15.9 yards per catch. Now, you may look at those stats and be like, oh, JT, that's not that impressive. Well, Jeff Thomas is a guy who was held back by a lot of things at Miami. One, he was kind of held back by a poor quarterback play. He never really had an even average quarterback throwing him the ball at Miami. And plus, the play calling wasn't great. The guys who were the offensive coordinators or calling the plays for the University of Miami the last couple of years during Jeff Thomas' tenure there weren't all that great at play calling. The play calling was terrible. And three, Jeff Thomas had a lot of off the field issues. He had clashes with the coaching staff. It was just a lot of things. And Jeff Thomas in 2019 was supposed to transfer to the University of Illinois. But Mark Rick, who at the time was the head coach for Miami. He ended up retiring, and then Manny Diaz, who was a defensive coordinator, ended up stepping in and becoming the new head coach of Miami going into 2019. And he asked Jeff Thomas to stay and play for the Hurricanes instead of transferring out. So Jeff Thomas stayed, and basically the same thing happened. He still was doing a lot of things off the field, and basically that's why he went undrafted. Now, Jeff Thomas has a skill set of basically a round two, round three wide receiver. He's your typical slot receiver that the Patriots and Bill Belichick love to bring in. He's like 5'10", 175 pounds. But he's a guy who can not only play slot receiver, but he can also play outside receiver as well because this isn't your typical undrafted free agent that just has, you know, a lot of things that he has to work on, rod right, running, get off the line and things like that. No, Jeff Thomas is actually good enough to not only make the New England Patriots roster, which I believe that he has a really good chance of doing, but he also has a really good chance of contributing this year and having a significant role in his Patriots offense. He's really good getting off the line. Like, Jeff Thomas... Beating impressed and getting off the jam and releasing isn't a problem. That shouldn't be anybody's concern. Like, this guy is really good getting off the line, he runs pretty good routes and he has really good hands as well. The only thing it is when it comes to Jeff Thomas is character concerns. But we've seen Bill Belichick work with guys who brought who had kind of the troublemaker label and turn those guys into really good players, such as Randy Moss. And I believe that Jeff Thomas playing for Bill Belichick and playing for this New England Patriots organization is the best thing that could happen to him. And I think that Jeff Thomas not only is going to make the New England Patriots roster, but I think he's going to have a good chance of having some significant playing time for the New England Patriots this year. Not only as a wide receiver, but also he has a lot of ability as well. He can return kickoffs. He can return punts as well. He's really shifty. He's really agile. He's really hard to bring down in the open field. He's a playmaker. And when you look at the fact that Marquise Lee decided to opt out, I think that's one less wide receiver that Jeff Thomas is going to have in his way of potentially having an impact in his Patriots offense. And, I mean, Jeff Thomas can do more than just be a slot receiver. Like, he's also a really good outside receiver as well. He could be a really elite deep threat in the NFL. He also has the potential that he could end up potentially being a similar version of Wells Welker. I see a lot of Wells Welker in Jeff Thomas. So I mean Jeff Thomas is a player that a lot of Patriots fans have not been talking about. Jeff Thomas isn't your typical undrafted free agent that is really raw, has a lot of things to work on. Basically, the only reason Jeff Thomas went undrafted was because of what I said earlier, character issues. But if Jeff Thomas can go to New England and get coached and not have any problems off the field, Not only is he going to have a big impact for the New England Patriots this season, but I think he could end up being a really good player for the New England Patriots the next five, six years down the road. So New New England, they got a really big steal when they were able to sign undrafted free agent Jeff Thomas. And a lot of people got to remember this. When you're an undrafted free agent, you get to choose where you want to play. Whoever offers you an opportunity to come play, you get to choose your landing spot. You get to choose what organization you want to try to make the team with. So I'm pretty sure Jeff Thomas had a lot of other teams that were offering him to come play for them as an undrafted free agent. But I'm pretty sure he chose to go to New England. So I mean, I'm pretty sure Jeff Thomas wouldn't have chose to go to to New England if he didn't know the expectations that are set there when you go to play for Bill Belichick and Foxborough. So I think that Jeff Thomas is going to be a stud for the New England Patriots. And the New England Patriots, ever since Bill Belichick has become the head coach of that Patriots front office or the Patriots organization, they have had an undrafted free agent make their roster for the last several seasons. So, I mean, I think Jeff Thomas is going to be the next undrafted free agent that makes the New England Patriots roster. It ends up being another success story and another still for the New England Patriots. Great route runner, has pretty good hands. He runs a sub 4-4, so he has good speed. He has enough speed to be a deep threat in the NFL. And he's a great route runner and doesn't struggle getting off the line at all. He has a really good release, which is something that you rarely see out of a guy who goes undrafted. So the only thing to worry about with Jeff Thomas' character concerns, but if he doesn't have any problems off and on the field with the New England Patriots, this guy's going to be a stud for the New England Patriots. So this is it for Episode 7 of the JT Sports Podcast. I hope that you guys enjoyed. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, make sure that you guys go ahead and hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And if you guys are watching this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, wherever you watch your podcast, make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star review, and thanks for listening, and take care.